The Spanish Announce Table. Episode 357 of the Spanish Announce Table. Tom, whew, there is a lot to talk about. You went to AW Dynamite here oh. in, in the uh, Kansas City metropolitan area. Uh, Independence, Missouri, to be exact. You had a blast there. There's a lot of news to talk about. We're going to talk to the fans, hear what they have to say with Tweet the Table. But, um, man, how are you, Tom? I'm great. I tell you what, a night after going to AEW Dynamite, I am just so enthused to finally go to a great nationally televised pro wrestling show you know we've been to some really fun shows especially out in st louis glory pros doing great work we love those shows going to that Amazing. it's such a good time and the dad but dan the dad you got eddie kingston davy richards you got a, a whole host of guys and girls that are just amazing out there in St. Louis. But to a certain extent, it's still an indie show. You can't really talk to, you know, Cata or Justin Summers about that show because they didn't maybe get a chance Justin to see it, right? Summers, you probably could. Justin but even Summers, so, but yeah, yeah, maybe, but yes. possibly. He probably did see it. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's more localized, yes. your fun, but you can't talk to others. Going to AEW Dynamite, it's on TNT. It also airs internationally on all different types of channels. So you can talk find about this online. stuff. Find it online. A lot of people you can probably find it on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can talk about it, and it just feels so good. I, I, I'm not kidding you. And I know we have continued to talk about, like, WWE, What what is it, right? If you recall, when I went to Monday Night Raw, the first, like, after the – it was within the first month of them going back on the road – John Cena tour of John Cena summer of Cena and that show just had just it was void of personality and heart and charisma and then this show it's night and day I tweeted this oh, out yeah. last night it's a night and day difference it's a party the, I've said it's like going to a rock concert every time I watch that show it's so much fun there's no ads where wrestlers are trying to make you buy a MasterCard or get the WWE Network which hey AEW will eventually say we have partnerships by X right but like during the commercial breaks, you got Justin Roberts interacting with people, which, you know, we'll talk about Justin Roberts here in a little bit, uh, what he did during the show, which was pretty fun, especially post-match. But it was just, yeah, like you said, there was just an energy to it to where we're all fun, having a good time. It is a little bit older audience as far as it's not really like, not a lot of families. I didn't see a ton of families. It was more, uh, you know, you and your friends going out to AEW Dynamite, not you and your son. So maybe that has something to do with it, but it was such a great time. Got a chance to meet Hangman Adam Page, which was so cool, so nice. Uh, great guy. Uh, so now I got a signed 8x10. I got a photo with him, and I got his action figure right here. huh? Guns up, motherfuckers. It was so much fun. But before we get into all that fun stuff, we mm. got to talk about the news. So let's get right into it. Yeah, let's get right into it. This is um, somebody's favorite segment of the show. It is the Mother Loving News. First headline. You ready, Tom? I am. Fuck this company. I mean, if we're talking about the company I'm thinking of. Who's okay. that? Okay. Probably WWE. WWE has released the following individuals today as reported by Fightful.com. Frankie Monet. Ember Moon, Scarlet, Oni Lorcan, Karrion Cross, B-Fab, Jesse Kamea, Zeta Ram is it Ramir, Trey Baxter, mm -hmm. Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Graham Metalik, Lince Dorado, 
Nia Jax, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Eva Marie, and Harry Smith or Davy Boy Smith Jr., whatever you want to call him there. Um, I think the most surprising of these is what, Nia Jax, Keith Lee? No, not to me. So th- those are the bigger names, Eva Marie. right? Like those are the biggest names. Yeah. Eva Marie, Keith Lee, uh, even Mia Yim, mm-hmm. uh, Nia, Nia Jax. Jax. Those are the top names. Honestly, the name that shocked me the most was Bfab from Hit Row. Yeah, they that one just got lot, moved man. up to SmackDown. They got the cool presentation. Carrying Cross kind of surprised me a bit too. Although they kind of were probably like, "Well, we screwed the pooch on that one." Let's. Yeah, that one felt like uh, let's just throw that in the trash and let's try this gimmick with a new talent, right? But Bfab honestly was the one where I had to read it again. I was like, "No way!" It, yeah, they did that. Yeah, did he even have a match on she, SmackDown? Right, wasn't Bfab the girl? I think that's the girl. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was the other guy. No, it that's wasn't... Ashanti, the Adonis. Then there's, you know, right? B-Fab is the, was the girl. I right. got my names mixed up. Yep. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the girl? Yep. She was the coolest part. She sang the hook. <laughs> you fucking dumbass. Let me, let me <laughs> fact check this one just to make sure. Yeah. I'm, I, I was thinking that that was Adonis. No, that's what? her. Yeah. What a fucking dumb move. <laughs> that's what they do, man. What? No, look, I mean, look, I, we'd argue most of these names were wasting space on their roster. We said a long time. They, they're bloated, they're bloated, they're bloated. I just, the way they do this always feels dirty, right? It feels like, hey, holidays are coming up, everybody. You can go figure it out. I am shocked that they got rid of the female talent mm-hmm. in the newest group on their biggest show. Because SmackDown has more viewers than yeah. Raw. Mm-hmm. What a dumbass mistake. Oh, my God. Now, yes, let, I'm trying to get past that. Because, again, I got my names confused, which, you know, in WWE, that's not shocking. Um, but, yes, some of these people were taking up space, right? Uh, Nia Jax had done everything, right? She won the title. She lost the title. She had a match at WrestleMania. She was the big evil monster. She was a sympathetic baby face. Uh, she had a love story. So she did all the storylines she could do. So that wouldn't honestly made sense where it was like, we've exhausted this character. She's a little unsafe. Let's have her walk out the door. Carrie and cross. I think again, felt like we, we screwed up this, uh, this gimmick. Let's, uh, you know, crinkle up the paper, throw it in the trash, come up with a new one, kind of the same way with Keith Lee. And I think if you're going to release Keith Lee, you're probably going to release uh, Mia Yim. Cause she's going to want to walk as well. So that's kind of a package deal. Frankie Monet, again, I might be getting my names confused again. Correct me if I'm wrong. She's the wife of John Morrison, right? Is she? So she's Taya Valkyrie on the Indies and, and Impact. Yeah, I and think that. that is. I, I think that's John Morrison's wife, and so oh, that I didn't realize. Yeah, and again, I don't fact check, but um, except I did there with BFAB. Um, yeah, hey, that's you know, one's the limit. Yeah, one is the limit here. God damn it. We're not trying to be fucking mm-hmm. philosophers and fact yeah, checkers the fuck here. You think, who do you think you are? I am. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah, but it does feel dirty in the sense that, yeah, right before the holidays. However, now this is a accelerated pace of releases that they're doing. Yeah. But one of the things that we talk about is what are you going to do with Nia Jax, right? What are you going to do with Eva Marie? Like, 
true. So get them off the but show. Like they, I mean, they in the last you know you know year have released a full roster and a half of two smaller companies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they have just had mm-hmm. so much talent for no reason. Yeah. Now here's the scary part for me as the AEW mark of mm. the Spanish Down Stable. I don't want Keith Lee over in AEW. I don't yeah, want Karrion Cross. I don't like, and I, it's not that I dislike him. Keith Lee's work in Evolve was fantastic. Obviously, I liked his stuff in NXT. I think he's a thumbs up kind of guy. I hope yeah. the best for him. I don't want him on. I don't want him to take away time from Miro yeah. or JD Drake or Eddie well, Kingston or any of those guys. So all that we say, you know, about that kind of regards, like like, hey, they're going to overblow their roster, TV time, TV time, but also. Because of things like TV time, it's a natural order of like, you know, capitalist business that at some point they're going to be faced with the reality, too, that like, yeah, he's got more money than McMahon and could house all that talent, but you're not going to be get your you're going to have diminishing returns, right? Like because you're only going to get so much for the TV network and people Mm -hmm. are only going to buy so much merch. And so at some point you're going to be overbloated with wasted talent, too. And then you're going to have to be like, hey, sorry. Well, no, your and birthday this is, is coming up, but we gotta let you go, right? Well, and this is where it makes an interesting dynamic in AEW because I do agree with you. There is going to be a point where Brian Cage's contract is going to come up, and they're going to be like, "Well, what do we do?" I think the most interesting thing is in WWE, they've got these sixty and seventy year olds who are so detached from these talents that they're not necessarily friends. Now, maybe they are friends, but you get what I'm saying. Like they didn't ride the 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 towns together like Cody right. and the Young Bucks did. In AEW, the executive vice presidents, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Cody. Cody has to go to let's just say a Ricky Starks and say. Hey, we're going to re-up Miro, and then we're also going to bring in, you know, Bray Wyatt. That means your contract, we either need you to take a pay cut or we're going to have to release you. Can they have those conversations? Is Tony Khan going to have to do that? Because I'll tell you one thing, going back to my time at uh, AEW uh, Dynamite last night, I love Tony Khan's mind for pro wrestling, but that dude is fucking weird. He's weird. He is weird as weird can get. He has weird vibes. Again, like what he's cocaine doing is with a the hell show. Of a drug. I, it's not cocaine. There's a spectrum thing there oh, that sure I think is cocaine in there. <laughs> well, maybe, but there's just some other things going on where it's like uh, you weren't liked in. School, you know what it is, you? Tom? It's co- it's it's like clean enough cocaine that you can't ever get. So maybe like you don't have the yeah. frame of reference. Yeah, that's probably it. But like, so it's is rich Tony- guy cocaine. Possibly, yeah, and I've never had that before. Yeah, uh, maybe not. Um, but uh, <laughs> never had that I'd, kind of cocaine, before. right? So who's gonna be? That's the interesting part, though, of AEW Dynamite, or excuse me, of AEW in general, is yeah. who's gonna be the John Laurinaitis over there? Because that day's coming, especially now with this accelerated. Brandy Rhodes. You think? Mm, I think she's the one most attached, right? And already probably has like a. They probably already like viewers Yoko, if I had to guess. Like just spitballing, just throwing it yeah. out there with no actual claim. So don't quote me on that. Right. right. But, like, no, I understand. Yeah. Well, not with the female talent though. Like a Jade yeah. Cargill, if it becomes you know contract time, and let's say Charlotte Flair did get out of her contract, but Jade Cargill's contract is up as well. Yeah, I don't know that Brandy Rhodes is the one. 
Who's going to be that person? I don't want that conversation to like. Jim Ross. I don't want to buy. Possibly. There's a good one. Because he's done it. He's done right? it. Right? He's, he's like, hired and fired. Yeah, that ain't no problem, son. <laughs> yeah, I love I love uh, the kid. but he can More on Jim Ross later, right here in the Mother Loving News. More yeah, so these, these releases uh, makes the wrestling industry as a whole a little bit more fun. But again, from my selfish point of view, I just don't want any of that talent coming to AEW. Here's a hot take. If all of these names disappeared from my TV viewing experience and we never spoke about them on the show, like I won't ever feel like I was cheated out of anything. Yeah, I still... There's something there with Keith Lee. And I know well, I said not to that, say they couldn't get there. Right. But, but AEW, if you've noticed their um, recent signees besides Andrade, have definitely had one type of um, ethnicity, you could say. So maybe a Keith Lee would be a good signing sure. to show, like, it's not just white yeah. dudes hanging out. You know? Yeah, yeah, well, all right. All right, we'll move on to the next story. And no headline on this one. John Moxley entered himself into an inpatient alcohol rehab program this week. Tony Khan made the announcement on Twitter that Moxley was entering treatment and that Moxley had given his permission to share this information publicly. There have been no reports on an expected return date for Moxley. And, um, yeah, this news obviously, you know, hit like a brick for a lot of folks. Oh, what a bummer. And, you know, uh, I think uh, fans here in the Kansas City area – there was a little bit more ripple effect than just, oh, he won't be on television. There was a book signing that he was yep. going to be doing. Uh, right by my house. Yeah, there was going to be some other things that uh, he was going to do around town. Obviously, those things got canceled, which they should be. Right? Yeah. I'm not trying to say, like, yeah. no. So our interview for... got canceled. He was going right, to come on the yeah. show, hang out with us. but Yeah, yeah but, like. I'm not trying to say, like, no, hold on for one more week because I need you at my show, and then you can cancel it. No, I'm not saying that yeah, at all. of course all. not. I'm no. just saying, like, there was more things that people look forward to locally because of those things that were uh, yeah, radio announced. Radio spots, pre- right, yeah. all that stuff. And so, you know, it hit a little bit uh, harder, I think, here uh, because of the timing of the news. It's very unfortunate. Um I also think that was very unfortunate is I saw after Dynamite, I think, uh, Roads to the Top aired. Mm. And it was the episode where John Moxley's like, I'm hungover. I'm going to go puke in the uh, trash yeah. can or something. I'm like, yeah, that stuff's all playing ahead of time. You know what I mean? They didn't have time. Right, but just not that, good but. timing on that one. That's like the um, Domino's pizza cutter incident. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. It, one thing I will say, too, is is – a bold move, right? I mean, he's in, he's, I think we had all penciled him in to win this eliminator tournament or be a strong contender to do it. Um, his book tour is coming out, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, first book tour, right? You know, that's a, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. And just, you know, he's on top of the world right now as far as like a career standpoint. So, yeah, it's bold and strong of a decision to do that. And then to also be like, no, nah, go ahead and tell everybody because like that, it helps to encourage folks to get help also you know yeah i agree and, and yeah the bold decision especially because of those things you you announced or or, or that you said you know a book tour pays well an mm-hmm. author gets paid to do book mm-hmm. tours right so yep. like there's money left on the table for oh, that yeah. and there's money obviously left on the table to do full gear in two weeks which i think was going to happen and so um I think it was very courageous for him to say, hey, go ahead and tell people why I'm going to be missing. Because, again, you could have just done the 
he got hurt, right? We could say he ripped his ACL and everyone would be like, damn, hope he gets better. But like, he's actually in rehab, right? We could have smoke and mirrors, uh, this announcement. Um, and then I also think, you know, we may get into this in our recap of dynamite or with the tables. Um, CM Punk's uh, CM Punk. promo. Yeah. I thought it was very good because again, yeah. he could have easily been a person who is straight edge to put his nose up in the air and say like, this is why you should be straight edge. You dummies, right? Like mm-hmm. that could have been around. Well, yeah, or he could have know. ignored it and just went with the script. I mean, I thought it was right. very, you know, and I tweeted this out while, you know, while, we, while I was live tweeting in your stead, cause you were there. Um, you know, I said like, I've never been one to be quick to praise CM Punk, but like this, Speech was awesome and very cool of him to say. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought I thought he he took his role with uh, for what he is to AEW right now. He took that role very seriously and he decided to act on this is something important to do if you need the help. So credit to him. And again, number one credit goes to John Moxley and Renee Paquette or Renee Young for making the decision and going through this. Because again, another aspect of this is brand new brand baby, new baby. You know, so which is difficult. Um, so I can ex- tell you the difficulty in a geographically separated family with a brand new baby. Like I went through that, right? When I was in the military, my wife was home handling, you know, some baby duties and like, that's difficult. It's so hard. And now to know, like, he's not like, he's gone, gone, right? Like he ain't coming home on the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, none of that for a while. Right. And, you know, obviously all for the better, because as hard as that may be, it's also hard to raise a child with an alcoholic so that's mm-hmm. you know now he's again making great choices for himself setting great examples for people uh, i think we would both encourage anybody watching or listening right now to get any help you need you know from Definitely. you know whatever whoever and however you need help you get it and you get it fast and you get it and you do it right you know definitely yeah definitely all right well then we'll move on and good luck to john moxley <laughs> slabs and dabs is this ribs and weed? WWE Hall of Famer, current AEW commentator, and barbecue sauce business owner Jim Ross confirmed his business ventures are expanding as he is opening a cannabis farm in Oklahoma with some friends and family. Yeah, I read about this. Yep. It, this this seems like because it's his it's his son or daughter. Yeah, it was like it, a son and daughter, and then like a lawyer and a friend of theirs. Yeah, and it was this like, seemed yeah. like, hey, Jim. Wouldn't it be you great? Buy some if, land for us. Yeah, and we'll we'll pay you back, and you can even make a little money. And he just goes, well, what it is is like we'll use your branding. Well, you know what I mean, like which of course is going to be their best bet. You know, yeah, they're gonna. I think oh. you said they're gonna call it like Black Hat. You know, I did not that. realize that. I thought yeah. it was legitimately just a hey, would you buy this for us? Oh no, we'll I think like yeah, investor. I think they're gonna like they're gonna make oh. it known that it's like well, I don't that's know if they're gonna different. plaster his face on it maybe, but like I would, but um, I think it's gonna be like black hat. Like he said, they're rolling around a name of like black hat cannabis or something like you know what I mean? Like because he's always wearing that. Oh. Hat. So I think like. They may not lean into it, but I, I'd plaster his fucking face on every vial of, you know, whatever you're buying, man. Like, I'd put them on. Oh, and all the different strains? And, yeah. 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 Slobber knocker. You got to have, have a slobber knocker. Yeah. A slobber knocker. He killed him. <laughs> or, no, just have a stop a mud hole. Stop yep, a mud stop hole. A mud hole. Mm-hmm. Walk yeah. it dry. Yeah. <laughs> you could yep. have both of those together. By God, bubblicious. <laughs> uh-huh. I tell, yeah, <laughs> you know there's, some, there's some good marketing you know in that. Yeah. There is. Yeah. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, you know? Maybe we'll have to run hey. and get some get some medicine in Oklahoma that's next been you know. Well, this is what I'll say is hopefully 
uh, that uh, gives more attention uh, from Jim Ross because I wouldn't hate if he transitioned and got busy doing that. Yeah, just sell some weed, buddy. Like, <laughs> hey, Jim, why don't you go sell some weed? <laughs> sell some weed, and when we call you, we need you to fire some guys and yeah. girls. There right. you go. That's his role. You cater the, the barbecue sauce. You know, yep. we'll put them on the ribs here. Bring a little something, something for the fellas back in there. But, you know, but we need you to – yeah. But we need you to have that difficult conversation yeah. with Wayne's Archer. Yeah. <laughs> or, you, you know, whoever it is. Go fire yeah. Brian Cage. Yeah. Oh, all, right. Sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll move on. Next story. Well, that's a pain in the neck. Uh-oh. I don't like this. Lance Archer suffered a sprained neck when he under-rotated on a moonsault during his recent match against Eddie Kingston in AEW's most recent World Title Eliminator Tournament, according to the Wrestling Observer. No official recovery times have been announced, but what, I mean, you know, sprained neck could be a month, two months, something like that, generally? Oh, I bruised my could spine. Could be even worse. Yeah, yeah, I bruised my spine, and that was nine weeks in a neck collar, and then it was about two to three months of just rehab so I could feel my shoulders and my hands, so... A sprain, I think, is worse. I don't know. Oh. That's a hard thing, right? Like, you know, the what what's worse, a deep bruise or a high ankle sprain, you know, all those different things. So it could it could be relative, right? But that's not a thing where I think he's gonna be back next week. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, he ain't come back next week. No, yeah, he'd be so he might be done for the rest of the year, I would assume. He might get a call from Jim Ross. <laughs> I hope not. I, he he's good. He's fun. He's a guy. Where again, we're going back to those releases, you know. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take a Lance Archer over a Karrion Cross. I'm gonna oh, yeah. take a Lance Archer. Take a Lance Archer over, over everybody on that list. Yeah, or even Braun Strowman. You know what I mean? Like I, I like Lance Archer. He's a fun character. I think so too. So I like it. hopefully he gets well. All right. Should we start a GoFundMe? We don't need to if we do things right. <laughs> Well, Ring of Honor Wrestling announced a pause to their live event production last week, and we discussed that on the news. This week, it has been confirmed that all ROH talent has been released from their contracts. Dave Meltzer reported that ROH intends to focus solely on independent, non-contract talent upon their return to live events, so they're going to go full indie. In related news, Ring of Honor's parent company, Sinclair Broadcasting, revealed in their third quarter financial results that they have over... $12 $12 million in debt, prompting rumors that oh. ROH might be for sale. Oh, no. Well. So there goes okay. the tape library to the WWE Network, right? Or, or, or Tony Khan got that big dick energy and says, fuck you, WWE. I'm going to buy the, the tape library and I'll make Ring of Honor RNXT. I think I might name this episode Tony Khan has big dick energy. I mean, he might, you know? He seems like the type of guy where if there's a bidding war, he might put in an extra $500,000 over, you know, what should be expected just as an F you, you can't mess with me kind of thing. Wouldn't be shocked. And think of that synergy. You have Ring of Honor... Acting as the, yeah, look at that big dick synergy. Is you have the Ring of Honor work as the NXT for AEW. Now you can bring in the Keith Lee and all because now you have a shit ton of time to fill. Make your you own know? feeder system. That's what I'm talking about. Now the guys like um, 
uh, 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 Sean Dean or whatever. What what's yeah. the the captain Sean Dean? Is that his name? Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. He Dana could go Brooke. to Ring of Honor. Yeah, Dana Brooke. Uh, they didn't fire Dana Johnson. Brooke, but they fired Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Yeah. Carrying Cross. Not Dana Brooke. Bfab. Bfab is so much more charismatic. I can't believe that. I that's the most shocking news I've heard today. Is that the thing that made Hit Row over the top? They were like, "Nah, let's fire that." Fire that. But again, let's keep Dana Brooke and Natty. Because, you know, Natty, she needs to... Moving the needle. Duh. Good night. Good Sorry. night. I can't. I'm just... Oh, anyhow. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, well, Ring well, of Honor. Yeah. Well, so who do you who do you got? It's up for sale. Who, who do you think wins it? Just as a fun... I think... I don't know. So, it's, it's a hard... I would normally say WWE would buy it for that, you know, extra content for the network, but they don't seem to be caring about that anymore, right? It's on mm -mm. the Peacock. It gives a shit. They're probably up for sale at some point. McMahon's not going to pass this down to his kids. I'm pretty solid in that in that thought now. I think he's going to fucking sell this before, you know what I mean, before he moves on to the other side, whatever you will there. So I could see where Tony Khan's left to maybe buy, or just Sinclair just kind of sells the – digital rights off that's where i think like wwe probably it's probably another one of these situations where like tony khan might be like i don't know if i'm gonna get that because all the old roh tape library is gonna benefit wwe better than it's gonna benefit mm -hmm. aew no it's not remember that big run of the bullet club that's where well, now adam we have cole... punk and daniel bryan yeah got in the punk, big run of, got, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, yeah, ring of true. honor could be more aew guys right now could be yeah i don't know this will be interesting to see and, and so they've denied i think the the, the tape library is up for sale everything but what sale, else would there right? be yeah and, 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 and i think that's up to sinclair maybe i don't know i don't know what the mm. particulars are of the contracts so i don't know Mm, interesting mm, mm, or mm, or mm, maybe mm. we get a new third party maybe sinclair sells to disney and disney jeff wants jarrett again oh shit don't say it. Don't jeff that out. jarrett lean the new ring of honor tim yes jeff jarrett karen angle <laughs> Tim, go walk into the ocean. Karen Jarrett, that, whatever. Fuck it, yeah. We don't. We didn't need that. We yeah. didn't need that because now hires, it's going to happen. No, because then he hires Jim Cornette and Conrad Thompson. And Conrad Thompson, who's their commentating team. Mm -hmm. Cornette and Conrad. Mm -hmm. And then they move him down to Nashville. Mm. Oh no! Ring of Honor, American colors, red, white, and blue. Oh yeah. Because Ring of of Honor. Mm -hmm. Right, they go full Trump. Yep, they find a way to well, get. Well, Cornette's not a Trump guy, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> they find a way to get Jake Hager to come to Ring of Honor. He's their uh, champion, the All American American Jake Hager. Yep. God, what a line! His head's so big he has to walk into his shirt. <laughs> yeah, he said. He, <laughs> he said he had to like pull it up from his feet up over. <laughs> That's a great Which is line. funny because Dan Lambert has a big head also. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so great. Uh, right. Let's move on. Next story. At least Full Sail was able to properly use his talent. 
All right, who else got released? Chad Gable graduated from Full Sail University with a Master's of Fine Arts degree in Media Design. Quote, motion graphics, animation, and digital cinema filmmaking have been a passion of mine since I was 14 years old and is what I chose to pursue for my bachelor's degree, which I received in 2010, said Gable. Yesterday, I graduated with a Master of Fine Arts and Media Design from Full Sail University. I finished with a 4.0 GPA as valedictorian and a recipient of the Advanced Achievement Award, indicating the student most likely to succeed in their chosen industry, end quote. So he's saying, like, not only did I do this while being a fucking traveling WWE wrestler, I knocked the fuck out of the park. So two things about that. One, mm-hmm. congratulations. That's a hell of an accomplishment in any walk of life, especially mm-hmm. being a traveling wrestler. And two, it tells me that you have zero fucking input on what you do in WWE. If you have enough time to go be valedictorian in a university in America, that tells me that this WWE thing is a part-time job. Yeah, you ain't planning on. You're just doing this showing for, unless up. you're gonna work in the in the well, office. No, what and... I'm saying. Well, no, what I'm saying is there's no like collaboration with the Chad Gable character. He's not going to the writers. It seems oh, like yeah, if he no. has this much time to do the full sale thing, they're probably like, hey, you're like, doing you this. Know what? He's like, all right. Yeah, he's. It seems to me to have that much time and to be that successful at it that you're going to WWE and legitimately walking through the door and John Laurinaitis says, "Here's the script," and you say, "Thanks." You read it over for you know an hour or two, and then you just do it and go to the next town, and that just is screams how uninteresting WWE is. Is that their talent is now getting degrees while also putting out <laughs> subpar television? Yeah, yeah, they're out here fucking getting 4.0s and goddamn advanced. And again, hey, I have self-studied, you know, some of the stuff he's doing. And I can tell you, it ain't fucking easy. That's, and yeah. so <laughs> to do, you know, what and he's it, done at that level. And hey, here's another thing. I don't know if WWE paid for that, but I asked Full Sail when the NXT program started how much it costs to attend their university. And it's also not fucking cheap right like it's it's it was enough to make me be like thanks i'll get back to you never <laughs> like i was like oh I'm, I'm already in student loan hell so thanks yeah never mind so uh, you know i mean if he was also paying for it out of his like wrestling stuff like he's putting no, a pretty penny towards it i'm, I'm assuming would, he got a discount at least yeah right? i'm assuming the there's State like discount. Uh, yeah i'm assuming there was some type of like if we do the shows here any of our talent can go for at cost or something. Yeah, you know something. What I mean? So, um, but credit to still, him again. Hey, that would still not be cheap. Oh, I know, but still I'm credit to, to Chad Gable uh, for getting the 4.0 and yeah. just knocking it out of the it's park. Closer to six figures than five than than the start of five. I'll say that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, yeah I called too. Fucking, I know it was expensive. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah, like, I, yeah, called, I looked into that. I, like, I, I, hey, I, I could do that. <laughs> nope. Jesus no thanks. Christ. No thanks. All right. Yeah. Congratulations to Chad Gable, though. Uh, we think you're awesome. Uh, I know you're watching. So uh, good. Good job on you, man. Impressed. Impressed. Hey, if you want to give us any tips, you want to do any free portfolio work <laughs> for the spanish announce table get at us yeah look at this here we, yeah, we're, see, we're we such fans right there. of there. Look, there's yeah. your action figures maybe you now. can create something more light you know more more actually yeah, looks better like than this mm-hmm. all right here we go now, last story they stole our idea tom 
I thought they went away. America's Hat. The Godfather and Nasty Boy Brian Nobbs will okay. star in a, yeah, I know. Will star <laughs> in a new reality show produced by Chavo Guerrero. The show is related or is reported, excuse me, to be an upbeat, entertaining show focused on compelling road tales told by legendary professional wrestlers. They stole our road stories idea. They did. We did they one did. episode eight years ago and they stole it. Well, it was so successful that we had to like figure out a way to build on that. So we had we had things in motion. Now we got to just put a halt to it. There's going to have to be so much heavy editing because like the cancelable amount of content that's going to come out of the Godfather and nasty boy Brian Nobbs mm-hmm. about road stories in the professional wrestling industry in the late 80s to late 90s is going how can they use any footage? This has to be a YouTube show. <laughs> this can't has be on to any be. television. Yeah. Well, but I got to so, watch this. <laughs> I and even so, uh, even if they do find like nice ways to tell the stories, it's probably still going to end up like Ric Flair's story time yeah. that he did about the plane rides. And then you're like, what the hell are we telling people about? You know? And here's the other thing, too. Uh, as th- This is just my point of view here is, you know, Undertaker had this mystique about him for so long, but then he did that walk about, you know, tell all to all these different interviews and stuff, right? To Stone Cold and Pat McAfee and all these people, right? Ariel Hawani, all those guys. Um, His stories kind of suck. You know, when he talked about how he out drank Cypress Hill, Nobody gives a shit. Neat! I did that in fucking high school. That's not cool to do in your 30s. Yeah. Or 20s. Like, I mean, what the hell? And so, I think maybe these stories will suck. Maybe they think it's going to be cool, and they're going to be telling on themselves, right? They're going to say the wrong part out loud, and then now we've got some pending arrest because of statute of limitations didn't run out uh i just mm. yeah you can't slip a roofie in somebody's drink and brag about it like yeah i mean and the way they talk about how cool they were back in the day and then you hear the actual story of just undertaker had seven shots of jack not that fucking impressive yeah. bud like kicked a guy in the left testicle till it broke and then stole his car like like we were like hey that's not cool yeah or or, or the stories of you know uh unnamed uh, tough guy wrestlers ripping off noses or punching guys unprovoked that's not cool you know what i mean like i don't know if these stories are gonna be good but They're i'll not. probably watch yeah all right yeah I got, but i gotta see it it's gonna be a train wreck all right that's the mother-loving news. Uh, we like to keep you up to date and informed on the hottest news in the professional wrestling industry. But then, then once everybody's up to speed, we like to turn to you, the fans, right? We're, we're going to hold some of our opinions about what happened in pro wrestling. Tom was at AEW Dynamite, our favorite show. So much fun. And we're going to discuss that. But first, got to hear what you want to say, right? That might not be the only thing you guys want to talk about. So how you tell us what to talk about is you use right here, hashtag Tweet the Table. Go on Twitter, use that hashtag. You can follow us at Table Show. I'm at The Awesome Voice. He's at TMac underscore 816. However, you don't have to do all that, but you do have to use hashtag Tweet the Table. And we'll read them right here, right? You ready, Tom? I am ready. At Lady Undertaker says that million-dollar fine... That Adam Pierce gave Brock would be steep 
for a regular person. But to Lesnar, it's mere pocket change. Hashtag SmackDown, hashtag Tweet the Table. And yeah, so, all right. Even if you're a full mark, right, whatever you want to call it, right? Let's say you, you're you like, I believe this is true. You also believe Brock Lesnar doesn't give a shit about a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so make it, and again, breaking kayfabe. So we kind of know that that number is impressive, but again, not astronomical. If you wanted to make that announcement hit home more, add $10 million, right? $10 million fine to an individual is something big. So if it's all, you know, fairy dust and story time, then just make it $10 million. What, are people going to get mad? No. But then you're driving home the point that what Brock Lesnar did was really, really bad. So why did they, who decided on a million? I guess that's the, the silliest thing in the world. Just make it 10, $10 yeah. million. Make it $10 million. Yeah. That's, I think the thing that pisses me off the most here is that like, you have to make it up, right? You're making it up. You're not really doing it. So like get a number that again, it, yes, it's impressive to somebody who makes, you know, Forty, thirty thousand dollars a year, fifty thousand, oh. even one hundred fifty thousand a year. If you tell me yeah. a million, whatever. But like, I don't believe, even if I'm a kid, that Brock Lesnar wipes his ass with a million dollars. You know, like, why do we? Yeah, he's not uh, getting out of bed for anything less than a million dollars. So that you find him that he'd just be like, okay, well then I guess I'm not showing up for the next SummerSlam. To me, yeah. Uh, no, to me, Brock Lesnar's just like, oh, that's all it was? I'm coming to kick your ass again. I, hell, yeah. write that into the script. Like, yeah. I'm coming to your house now. What is that, five? I can fucking, I'll bring it with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, I'll pay it forward, bitch. Yeah. All right, whatever. We'll move on. <laughs> At Devil Vamp says, <clears throat> Tony Siobhan totally said fuck on Dynamite. He admitted it. On his podcast, What Happened When, episode 205. I believe you gentlemen owe me an apology. Thank you very much. Hashtag tweet the table. And uh, calm down with what we owe you. I Look, the apologies I owe around the world are very numerous. What makes you think you're jumping the line here, pal? <laughs> right? you know how many, yeah, you know how many apologies I owe myself? You think I'm going to yeah. start with you? Yeah, come on. <laughs> no. We're not fucking John Moxie, right? Like, we're not seeking help for our problems over here. Yeah, we, yeah, we just push them down mm, right no, here we leave, We leave burnt bridges in our wake everywhere we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I still, I think Shivani's like, maybe I tell him I said fuck because I, you know, I. That's it. That's it. A million percent. It's Tony Shivani says, you know, that would make me seem cool. <laughs> I said it. I said it, guys. Yeah. yeah, I said it. Because I listened to that clip, Devil Vamp. And when he was presented with the, you said fuck, he goes, well, did I? So, you know, if he said it, he's a professional broadcaster for the last 30 years, not only doing pro wrestling, he also did baseball. So there's a lot of time to fill in baseball broadcasting as well. He knows what's coming out of his mouth, pun intended, maybe, uh, but he's, he knows what he's saying here. And if he said fuck in the moment, he would have corrected himself and that he didn't. And then when presented with, did you say it? And he doesn't recall what you're talking about. He didn't say it. He's just going with it because it sounds cool. There's people who probably base their whole identity on trying to get an apology out of me that I've owed them for decades. Yeah. You don't know how many people I have erased their phone number and blocked their number because I don't want to talk yeah. to them because I was so bad. I think them? at last count, I've blocked over 750 people on Facebook. You think I owe you an apology? Yeah. 
I sometimes go by different names <laughs> so that I don't have to owe up to what I used to do. Okay. Closest you're going to get is finding a fake ID from me entitled Alan Pology. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's all you're going to get out of me. <laughs> Then I'm on the run. I'm out. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. At Lady Undertaker says, hey, Rollins. The Godfather called. He wants his pimping clothes back. Lol. Hashtag raw. Hashtag tweet the table. Hey, look, this at least is better than just Seth Rollins coming out without wearing these, these costumes, right? Yeah, he could come out with the newest Seth Rollins shirt that has some type of flame Leather on pants. it. Leather pants. And, yeah, walking around going, like, I'm still saying the same jargon. Mm -hmm. At least now you kind of say, well, what's he going to wear this He's a this sociopath. Week? You know, you're like, all right. Well, maybe even you're just like, this is fun. What's it going to be this week? All purple? Okay. Well, he loves that, right? He can theme it with all these comic book nerds that love mm -hmm. cosplaying and all that. Or whatever. If he goes baby face and keeps the same kind of psychopath baby face, then he could just do local team colors, right? He right. goes to New York and it's orange and black for the New York Knicks yeah. or whatever. Whatever new fucking Avengers comic book fucking thing is hitting the theaters, he'll theme that. Yeah. Isn't there something coming out? Yeah. I don't know. Eternals or yeah, something? Yeah. Sports rivals of, it, of yeah, every major all city. Stuff. Yeah. All I like things. it. I mean, yeah. it makes it more interesting. It I does don't make care it about it, but yeah. Yeah. There's still no compelling storylines. I think this is great character work, like character expansion of him, right? Like mm -hmm. doing that. Now, however, if we integrated that into like weaving in and out of storylines, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, a little bit better. Uh, all right. We'll do the, our final hashtag tweet the table here. It's from at AUC It says one day, <clears throat> one day. All right. <laughs> Lee Moriarty will wrestle Dante Martin and everyone will rejoice. Remember this tweet, hashtag AEW Dynamite, hashtag Tweet the Table. And if by everyone you mean a nerds, then yeah. Easy. <laughs> no, I just... think, though, I think, spoiler alert. That's where they're headed, right? I think I saw Matt Seidel and Lee. And then on the other side of Tony Schiavone, it was Leo Rush and Dante Martin. So I'm going to bet that's gonna probably happen yeah. maybe this friday and Louis. no disrespect to cat i was just fucking around that will be an amazing yeah. match of course right that'll, that'll be flips and shit well galore. yeah well lee does the like submission stuff so it'll be a lot of like sure. take your hand put it in his ass yeah. all that kind of stuff well but uh, he'll be holding a lot of hands while yeah Martin you know is climbing to the top rope and bouncing off his ass on the rope and doing a triple spin over yeah. his ball sack plancha dive and then he if arm they, drags him out of the ring if they add some some story to it, I'm in. But yeah, it's I just, just booked as, half that match. So. I mean, you you really did. That's the first yeah. seven minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a fun match. Let's then see. He kicks if out there's a story. There's gonna be so many kick out at twos. So you know, I will give them credit though. They're they're not relying as much lately. If you've noticed, they they usually get to like the big spot, but then the guy or girl finds a way out of not getting hit with the finisher. I've been noticing that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the young buck style uh, is a match that goes for one fall, but nine hundred near falls. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. 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 All right. All right. Hashtag tweet the table. We talked about what you wanted us to talk about. You may not like what we fucking said about it, but we talked about it. So use hashtag tweet the table and we'll talk about it some more. We'd love to hear what you have to say. You are the lifeblood of this podcast. Make sure you head on over to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. We got merch links. We've got donate buttons. Uh, if you want to, you know, plug something on this show, hit us up. You, we've got emails, links up there. Beer Do all the sponsor fun of stuff. the week. We beer sponsor the of the week. You know who's the beer sponsor this week? Our goddamn selves, once again, because nobody donated us any money. So help us out. Keep the lights yep. on in this place. Look, I'm already losing some of them over here. Like, like, some oh, turned off God. that fucking light. Like, what am I yeah. going to do? What are you going to do, Tim? I have to slip them a 20, get that light back on. But, hey, Tom, you went to AW Dynamite. I've had so much, you know, like we've, we've been doing, you know, personal, you know, fi- family stuff over here that we had to get ready. So couldn't swing the time. Couldn't swing the, you know, the, the dough and the time uh, to, to go out there and, and, and spend half a day. I regret it still because you had a blast. Oh, my goodness. It was so much fun. It kicked off with, uh, well, again, they had some some events announced that mm-hmm. they had to, to reschedule because of John Moxley's uh, personal situation, which, again, totally understandable. But at the venue itself, before you even got to the matches, they had a meet and greet. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, got to meet Hangman Adam Page. Talked to him for a few minutes. Uh, really nice guy. Very fun uh, to hang around with. Um did that. Then I got into the arena uh, at the Independence Event Center. There is not a bad seat in the house. Every seat oh, yeah. is fantastic, and they're yeah, all super very cool. comfortable seats. Loved every second of it. Yeah, that's the a great energy. Venue. Energy was great. Uh, before were the dipping uh, dots okay? This time around, yes. yes. This time around, nothing happened. The dipping dots. Yeah. So now, for anybody that's not you know not in the know about the Kansas City area, when when they years ago. When they got thrown into the Dippin' Dots and everyone was worried about the damn Dippin' Dots. That Same was here. Venue. Same venue. Yeah, that was when uh, Jake Hager threw Dustin Rhodes into the damn Dippin' mm-hmm. Dots. Yeah, that was right Not here. Not the damn Dippin' Dots. That was like 30 feet away from me. I still remember that. I didn't remember yeah. the call because obviously yeah. I was there live. But yeah, I remember that. That was and so He threw fun. him fucking hard, too. But I remember having seen those that Dippin' Dots machine a number of times. Like, look at that. That's yeah, fun. that was pretty fun. Uh, but the energy was off the charts uh spoiler alert the acclaimed wrestled uh for aw dark his disses on kansas city were just top notch oh, so good homes talk shit on the homes mm. talk shit on our barbecue talk shit on the chiefs uh brings up a conspiracy theory at the end which some of the crowd likes some of the crowd didn't um it was interesting. It was fun. So watch that on AEW Dark. It was that was that was one of the things I wanted to see. There was a handful of things that I wanted to see, and honestly, the acclaimed and a Max Caster uh, diss on Kansas City was one of those things. So I was very happy with the pre-show. The one thing though that I will say this time around that was a little bit disheartening, but again, I think they had planned for something. Then the UFC altered those plans, but. Typically, when you go to an AEW Dynamite show, you also get Rampage. But they did AEW Dynamite in Kansas City. Friday, they're going to do Rampage. Well, they are going to do Rampage. But then Saturday was going to be Full Gear. But they rescheduled Full Gear because UFC is doing an event at Madison Square Garden where they stacked the card. So to not compete with pay-per-view eyeballs, they moved in an extra week. Which, again, is smart. But for me, 
That means when CM Punk called out Eddie Kingston, I wasn't going to get it later that night. I have to actually wait and see it with everyone else. Damn it. With all of you heathens. However, I think now, if if logic would make sense, that's going to be a live Rampage. Because, you know, typically the, the, the knock on Rampage is, right. I'm not going to watch yeah. it because... Re- yeah. ringside news or Unless, wrestle votes or whatever so they will tell me the results. So they pushed the pay-per-view back a week. Mm-hmm. So they might do it after next week's Dynamite. Well, no, I'm saying Rampage is going to be on Friday night. Right. Oh, yeah, this Friday night. Yeah, so they're going to have a Friday night. One, yeah, and it's in so, St. Louis, right? right? Because they were going to do it live rolling into um, Full into the pay-per-view, which right. makes sense. So they just kept that live show venue. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I'm saying is maybe we'll get a little bit of a bump in ratings for Rampage because, yeah, the live aspect. Because one thing That's that I so, will say about tape yeah, shows is is when the the ringside news or you know uh, whoever the fucks Sean Ross Saps of the world says who's gonna win, it kind of takes you out so of it. Is that maybe, what it is? Okay, so like, so that's what I've always wondered is like, I I don't care when I'm turning on the thing that like. It's live or it's taped. If there's that, if I know what the results are, I guess. So you just yes. think that many people know the results, so they just don't tune in. Oh yeah, look. When I was at the show last night, there were so many conversations of backstage news. You know what I mean? Like more people were talking about. You know what would fix this? You know what would fix that problem for you? Right? Oh yes, I do. But uh, go ahead. What What do you think? All right, so so if if your results are released because you know, people were at the event, so they'd be like, you know, wrestler A defeated wrestler B, and everybody goes, hey, why am I going to watch that? Great. But if there was compelling storyline-driven material that was, you know, like plot-driven material that you couldn't get in like a X wrestler BY wrestler because you had to kind of watch it like a fucking drama series, yeah, uh, you might get people tuning back the fuck in. Yeah, and I agree with you, but but if you look at things like dark and elevation, and then you know some of the lesser things on rampage, I just don't know if they can write that many stories. You know what I mean? So they're done. Well, if they hired Tim and Tom, they could. Oh well, I mean, come on now, I can write any story you want. This side of the Mississippi, come on. Uh, I would even say, you know what, you should do just to fuck with the um, dirt cheat writers. Do two matches. Do two matches. Uh, Have have it be the acclaimed versus 2.0 and have the acclaim win the first fall and then have 2.0 win the second fall and you don't know what fucking uh match we're gonna air do that i like that huh? um here we go I, I was looking at the twitter here seeing if anybody's responded to us uh and scarlet tweeted from the wwe you know former wwe superstar scarlet said time to fulfill my wrestling dream of having a hardcore bra and panties match <laughs> god bless uh, you scarlet oh uh, yeah yeah good luck uh but so yeah anyhow aw dynamite so much yeah. fun um kicked off let's just go through it here because we yes. didn't get too many tweets tables so let's nope. just go with it kicked off with kenny omega versus alan five angels here's my quick question for you before mm-hmm. we get into the match i get that five got his mask taken off but now he's like doing the my mask is off or my mask is on, but it's off. It, what are we? What is it? 
I don't know. And I still don't like the, like, you're either a name or you're a number. Mm-hmm. You're not both, right? Yeah. Don't, it, it don't. I don't need Preston Vance number 10, and I don't need Allen Five Angels. I love, and I talked with somebody back and forth on Twitter about this um, in a good way, but I love that w, or AEW does this as opposed to what WWE does. So when they give this time to, like, it's Kenny Omega, like, we're not going to put him every week in a, in a main event title match that you think you might legitimately lose. Sometimes it's mid-carder, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, eh. but they give time to those folks they actually get time to shine right now i think it also you know you run the risk of like making your champion look weak if you can't beat a mid carter but i also think it helps to the other way of that is that it kind of says like hey the margin of difference here isn't wide right like mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you can't just assume champion beats every mid carter right like yeah. everybody can get their ass beat right well, what I liked about this match is it did do the Allen gets his, or five gets his moves in, but never in the match was there, at least from my perspective, yes. was there a two count that yeah. five got on Kenny Omega where you're you like, like, oh my God, oh he's going to beat him. Yeah. It or was did a, he have a sustain like, oh no, Kenny Omega's in trouble. Right. Exactly. Right. Like it didn't it do was, that. You're right. It was Kenny Omega is kicking this guy's ass, but five is finding ways to kick out or get, get out of finishers. Yeah, and then but Kenny Omega wins. It was a ten minute match, I think it was. So Kenny Omega wins. Afterwards, he gets on the mic. He says Angel almost ruined his career because if you recall, the whole hoopla behind Kenny Omega and Five was last year they did a match. Kenny Omega gave Five some offense. Dave Meltzer, I believe it was, or Jim Cornette, one of those guys, was like, "You shouldn't have your champion looking this weak to someone." you know, that low on the card. And so this was essentially kind of like a, mm, to that comment, but Kenny Omega then uh, starts beating up on five. It brings out the hangman. Oh, it brought him out. I loved how he was walking out and Nakazawa is like running at him and he just takes him out with a clothesline. Yeah. Doesn't even break eye contact with Kenny Omega. He's just like, get the fuck out of here <laughs> and goes in. Kenny Omega retreats, leaves the title. And then hangman says, Hey, I'm going to give this back to you. Well, he goes, I'm going to give this back to you because in 10 days, it's mine. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. uh. And it logically makes sense why Hangman would come out because, again, Five is a Dark Order member. Dark Order are his friends. It wasn't as if Kenny Omega was beating up Matt Seidel, which I I think Hangman would still do, but like, is Matt Seidel and Hangman friends? Like, why would they really care? But with this, continuity made sense. Love that. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, and and Hangman sticks up for his friends, man. That's cowboy shit. Yes, it is. Fucking love it. Hangman is the man. Love that guy. Now let's get back into the AW Dynamite. After the commercial break, Malachi Black standing in the darkness, and he cuts a promo where he says, you banned me from ringside, Tony. Well, I just want you to know, when Judas was betrayed, it wasn't by just whoever the fuck, right? And so, ooh, who's it going to be? I'll tell you this. In the crowd, fucking Bray Wyatt. That's what every fucking knucklehead said around me. is Bray Wyatt. It's going to be Bray Wyatt. I was like, you think at the two weeks before pay-per-view show, that's when we're going to bring out Bray Wyatt. Like we're either going to do it at the go home show or the pay-per-view. 
Don't think it's going to be tonight. So anyhow, then we get into CM Punk. He comes out. He's not happy. He was walking with the purpose, cuts that amazing promo about John Moxley, but then works in the kayfabe with Eddie Kingston. And now we're going to see Friday night, a face off between Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. What do you expect from this? Boy, I don't know what to expect from this because as of late, you know, CM Punk has been on the like the up and comer tour, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, those guys, Eddie Kingston is no up and comer, right? Eddie Kingston is a guy, you know, grizzled veteran. He's the guy who you're like, hey, if they give a world title to run, it'll be a la Christian in WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not like this guy has a whole lot to like crescendo to. So he's in the like, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going out for love of the game. And I'm going to fucking make people think I'm beating your ass. So this will be fun. I, we haven't seen CM Punk in a brawl. And well, for, and we I'm also excited. really haven't and we also really haven't seen CM Punk in a verbal sparring match because Eddie Kingston's going to come at his ass. It's not going to be where Taz just says like don't say my name, don't say my name. It's not going to be Darby Allen, which again, all credit to Darby Allen, but he's not a promo guy. And then the rest of CM Punk's opponents aren't promo guys either. Eddie Kingston's a promo guy. We're going to get story out of this. We're going to get some tidbit of information at Chikara where Punk slighted Eddie Kingston that we're not aware of or some type of thing. Yeah, some type of thing where I drove to your wrestling school and you turned me away. I've always held that against you. Something like that, you know. And now this feels like the first proper feud for CM Punk, and I'm pumped. Another thing, though, that I think AEW fucked up on is we went to St. Louis, and we saw Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston is loved in St. Louis. And you know who St. Louis hates? People from Chicago. Mm -hmm. And you're coming in with CM Punk kind of – look. Look, I think everyone's still on the, hey, I want CM Punk to come to my town because I want to sing the song. I want him to cut mm-hmm. a promo or wrestle Yeah, you're going to get a heavy Eddie Kingston you're fan gonna, base in St. Louis. You're getting hey, a heavy. I, I'm not kidding. This St. Louis crowds don't fuck around. Yes. They are loud. They like a certain edge to their to their personalities. So, so the elements that you got going into Rampage, which I think is so fascinating, is a couple things here. So you got a live crowd. Right, it's a live show, not gonna be taped, so you can't pump in cheers for CM Punk if it doesn't mm-hmm. go your way. You got a guy from Chicago in St. Louis. You got a beloved St. Louis wrestler, even though he's not from St. Louis. Not just a guy from Chicago, a guy who makes which a, most guys from Chicago do Chicago their identity. Yes, right, <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth thing that I think is the most important is CM Punk isn't necessarily setting the world on fire. I think we're getting towards the tail end of the everyone's happy to see CM Punk. So you might get a different reaction that you may not have anticipated. Might get this generation's Hogan Rock, baby. I tell you what. Oh, I can't wait. And, I t- and I'll, I'll say it right here on this podcast, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. I'm cheering Eddie Kingston in this feud oh, with yeah. CM Punk. I want Eddie Kingston to win this match. I do too. I want ten times out of nine. I'm rooting for Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I want him to win the promo battle. I want him to win the match. Eddie Kingston. I want him to take CM Punk's lunch money. Yes, yes. Make him retire. Take his his new shoes that he bought. Yeah, he did that sneaker show. Take those fucking Jordans. He don't deserve them. 
And he does. Yes. <laughs> deserve him. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he fuck doesn't him. fucking deserve him. Not over yeah. Eddie goddamn Kingston. He Not over Eddie Kingston, for Christ's sake. All right, so then after the commercial break, we get Marvez uh, in the back talking Why? to the elite. Well, so one thing that I thought was fun is CM Punk cuts this whole promo of, like, you don't have to be a tough guy to get help, which was 100% honest, and I love it. This is where the fucking Young Bucks are starting to win me over, and I don't like it. I don't like it, Tim, because the first thing they said is, well, we're tough guys. Like, they just mm-hmm. shit all over what CM Punk said. I was like, you motherfuckers. Like, I thought that was so clever to just be like, oh, we're he heels. never said, like, I will give the Young Bucks that they are some of the best, like, on the mic heels in the business because of that. They know everybody hates them. Or loves them, and they know how to just make you hate them more, right? Like, they don't give a shit that you hate them. They like it that you hate them, and they want to fucking, like, wag their dick at you to make them hate them more. And, like, I've got, I I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know know what that says about me. I'll give them that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They they went right into the. That's their most redeeming quality that they want you to hate them, (laughs) in my eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they go into the well, we're tough guys. That's what we are here in AEW. Then you get Christian coming out, and he's like, "Hey, what the fuck?" No. Yeah, well, and fuck, bro. the elite, the elite, or whatever they're calling this three man group of young bucks and Adam Cole, we're like, "Hey, Christian, you're outnumbered. Like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up." Luchasaurus shows up, and they're like, "Hey, we don't want to fight. Hey, we don't want to fight." Well, they do, right? So we get a brawl. We get a brawl. Jungle Boy joins with a flip off the stage. But where I want to talk about this is Christian Cage ends this segment with a concerto to Adam Cole. And here's the thing that's confusing. Because, you know, AEW is self-aware, right? They, they like to make sure, again, continuity and details mm-hmm. matter and yep. stuff like that. So we just think that Adam Cole takes a concerto on Wednesday night and then Friday he's supposed to wrestle John Silver? Like, that should take you out for weeks. Yeah. So So it is, but also, you know, I've heard somebody, you know, years ago mention that, like, you concussions also, this person was saying they didn't like concussions being brought up in a storyline because he was like, you're you're beating somebody enough that they can't answer a three count when you hold them down. That's a concussion by, by definition. By default, yeah, yeah. Right, so, yeah, yes and no, right? But, like, the chair to the head ought to take more than two days to recover from, I agree. That's the thing. That's, this is where, again, we have another opportunity for AEW to say, hey, it's Friday night. Adam Cole can't compete. Instead, in his place is going to be Nick Jackson or – you know, someone else, maybe, maybe they bring over. Tom. One of, no, I'm not wrestling fucking <laughs> John Silver. That guy will kill me. A little bowling ball. See how big uh, his yeah. fucking arms are. No, I and see by the way, artist. yeah. And by the way, in person, those fucking arms are massive. Uh, oh yeah, probably bigger than my face. And I got a big yeah, face. You do. Yeah. Okay. Thing. So then after <laughs> the the beatdown, and again, we'll see what mm. happens on Friday night because it's supposed to be John Silver versus Adam Cole. But after the beatdown, we get our next match, which is for the AAA Tag Team Championships. Uh, FTR taking on Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar, which was uh, formerly um, Kalisto and then the other guy. This was good. Yeah, you know, and I, I, hey, I, we've said this before, like, AEW kind of, 
operates as though they are the super stage for the indies, right? And so they like to kind of give love to like, hey, NJPW exists. Look at the stuff they can give you. Hey, AAA exists. Look at the stuff they can give you. And that's cool. And it's building this cred that FTR is just international heels, right? International shit bags, right? Like nobody likes these guys, right? Worldwide. So I, I didn't mind it, but I also am not like tuning in on the edge of my seat for it. Well, I just felt it was a little odd because Kalisto was one of those WWE releases that casual, you know, hardcore fans, whatever that really means. But people in the wrestling world know who Kalisto is. And here he is just walking out. Right. Yeah, it was he just, even did the. Yeah, he lucha, did it. We all did it lucha. with him. And so it just felt like, OK, and then they just lose clean. Now, again, not clean, but they lost one, two, three. It was a definitive victory for FTR. Uh, and so I just kind of felt like, well, that was underwhelming. Again, fun match. I like that FTR is still going into the, like, uh, Lucha Libre sucks. We're going to show you that it sucks because we're going to beat you with American wrestling. But I just felt like the, the match was a little out of place for me. But that's mm -hmm. just me. Yeah, I felt that too. So then after that, we get a commercial break. And then we get the inner circle. And the inner circle is going to announce who they want to wrestle at full gear. And American top team comes out with Dan Lambert, uh, Andre Arlovsky, uh, Junior Dos Santos, Paige Van Zant, two Bellator guys, uh, Miss Van Zant or Mr. Van Zant, yeah. all of those people. This was fine. But what did you think from a TV perspective? Uh, it feels like we've stretched this one a little too far, right? We've discussed we've stretched the inner circle way too far. And especially uh, a American top team and Dan Lambert has been great. I call Dan Lambert the greatest heel in the business at the moment, at least on the microphone. Right. And, uh, you know, but now they, those two feeding into each other is just a, a kind of sophomoric, you know, like, a, like, let's get this over with already. Right. Like, I mean, they, they did the obvious setup joke with Paige Van Zant. That's kind of like, come on, guys. That well, I uh, think she put her foot in her mouth. I don't know that she was. Oh, you like, don't think hey, that was intended? I know like that was written from the jump. No, she's stupid. She is <laughs> okay. not bright. Yeah, that was easily that. I mean, it could have been yeah. written, but my yeah. money's on she. I have just to go said back and watch Lambert to see if he's trying to contain laughter or not. Yeah. So we get Dan Lambert. So we get Men of the Year, Junior Dos Santos, yeah, Andre that's Olofsky, a surprise, and Dan Lambert versus the Inner Circle. Yeah. I, I hope, though, this means this is the end of it, right? Like, for as much as Dan Lambert's fun, and he was fun when we were uh, chanting fat face dipshit, and he was saying, my face isn't even that fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I like that. That was fun. But I'm hoping that this means we're done. Well, I Let's think we're going to be done with Inner Circle for a while, or at least, like, you know, Chris Jericho's gone. I wouldn't mind seeing Inner Circle work together with Jericho just off doing his thing, right? Maybe he's got Dance with the Stars again, or he's got mm -hmm. thing. But they still like Sammy Guevara still got, you know, LAX's back when they need a, a helping hand and that kind of shit, you know. Well, I'll tell you this: at least being there live, if they do decide to do that, uh, someone needs to step up their promo skills because Jake Hager doing the Popeye he's fucking so noise, bad. he's so whatever bad. that was. That made yeah, me physically so feel awkward when he did that. But, I was like, but what that kind of thing. So like Sammy Guevara's in deep. He's got a couple heels like about to take that title from him, and then you know Jake Hager comes out. He doesn't have to say anything, right? He just gives people the "How's your father?" real quick, and then. Thumbs up from the stage as Guevara's, you know what I mean? Posing right. Now, if we want to do that, but just if the inner circle is going to stay without Jericho, I don't yeah, have no promos. Talk. I just mean, like, we still recognize they're a thing. 
We still recognize their buddies. They got each other's back. They're just not riding towns together, right? Um, yeah. Now, with American Top Team, I don't mind if we lose all your Junior Dos Santoses, your, your American Top Team guys, but I don't mind if Dan Lambert hangs around as a manager for men of the year when when needed, right? He gives them a different feel, though. They were, it seemed to me, they were going with the GQ and will kick your ass look. Dan Lambert does not speak to that well, right? right. Like he's, he speaks to the, like, I'm going to kick your ass. What are you going to do about it? And then I'm going to head back in my – you know, Lincoln Mark eight from 2007 and drive back to the office. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know if that necessarily fits and those two guys don't necessarily need a, a stick man either. So, um, it wouldn't hurt me too bad to see Dan Lambert gone, but Dan Lambert is fun, but I'm sure the stick runs old pretty quick. Yeah. I'm hoping that men of the year go out on their own. I'm honestly hoping that men of the year also go away. I like Ethan page by himself. I like Scorpio sky by himself. Again, we need to push some diversity. So putting Scorpio sky in the TNT picture wouldn't hurt. Um, Ethan page going up against some of the uh, topper top name guys. Again, have Ethan page, and Brian Danielson interact. That would be entertaining to me, right? Those are two big personalities that could have a fun match and a fun story. Uh, so that's what I'm hoping for. But as we get back to the, to the show, uh, next up we had uh, the TBS championship match. Oh, wait a minute. I'm so sorry. I guess I did not see this on the show. Maybe they didn't air this. But then uh, before we get to the match, Tony Schiavone is backstage with Seidel, Rush, Martin, and Lee. And that's when Seidel congratulates uh, Mark. Okay, so I guess I saw that, but I didn't get I, – I, I guess I saw that – anyhow, I don't remember that that well. Maybe but you saw it on the screen but didn't hear it. I don't know. Who knows? Something. Do they do, so anyhow, do they do that where you have to, like, watch what's going on in the backstage at Yeah, AEW? so, like – so, yeah, so when, um, They for just example, don't show the crowd watching it on the screen. Like which is great because I hate that. That is the fucking most insulting <laughs> yeah. thing in television. Hey, do you want to see people having the same reactions as you? Here they are. Fucking idiots. Anyhow. Um, yeah. So they were like when Miro cut his promo and then when Malachi black cut his promo, it was on the big screens, but anyhow, so Seidel, uh, Leo, uh, Martin and Moriarty, they do their thing. Then we get to the match. Uh, the TBS championship tournament, Anna J versus Jamie Hayter. I was shocked of this result. I really thought Anna J was me going too. to win this match, and she yeah, did not. She did not. And uh, Jamie Hayter, man, is a hard hitter. Jeez. She don't come light. Yeah, and she seems like she knows what she's doing, too, right? It's not one of those, like, I'm just a brute Nia Jax kind of. Right. I'm actually just get in there. hard. Get out of my right. way. Right. It's uh, I look like I'm hitting you hard. Maybe I am, but I'm also keeping you safe. Like breaking right. kayfabe. It looks like it's a good stiff style yeah. from Jamie Hader. I just don't. I really thought Anna J was the one we're going to be pushing here. Lovable again, character, she, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and she also just got a match against Britt Baker where she got, you know, Britt Baker to go to her limit. But then finally she overcame all the odds, you know. Uh, Britt Baker had all the, the, the people in her corner and that's what beat Anna J. But then Anna J just loses again because of them. But it just, I don't know. I really thought Anna J was going to win it, but yeah, she doesn't. I don't know if they're moving on. Maybe whoever hater takes on next is involved in the Britt Baker, you know, story. Something they're going to pick. Well, I think, something. 
So I think who Jamie Hayter takes on next in the tournament without looking, because again, we don't fact check, is post-match, Jamie Hayter, Rebel, and Britt Baker are beating up Anna Jay. That brings out Tay Conti. Again, Tay Conti is taking on Britt Baker at full gear. But then Thunder Rosa comes down to then beat up Jamie Hayter. So I think it's Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa. Went to some local Kansas City, Kansas uh, taco shop here in town for her she's got a new youtube series where she's going around eating tacos and you can watch her eat tacos for five minutes she says and she brought um uh uh goddamn dark order uh evil uno evil uno um to to come along eat some tacos and stuff and kansas city kansas has been called like the taco uh capital of america i don't know if you know that really i did not know that like the street taco capital like it's great like real taco yeah do you remember the restaurant I don't, uh, you know, but you can find it if you f- pull her up on Twitter and stuff like that. I have okay. not watched the thing yet. I just saw it on there and I was like, oh man, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't put two and two together. I knew she was doing that series and mm-hmm. I didn't even think about like, oh, well shit, the Kansas side is like, you know, there's a That's huge Hispanic population down there in, mm-hmm. in KCK and they've got a huge taco culture down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so word is she had been battling concussion lately. I didn't put that in the news, um, but that's why we haven't seen her wrestling for a couple of weeks. Now, one of those GCW mm-hmm. matches probably going a little bit too hard. Probably. You know? And this is, again, mm-hmm. where that talent sharing might bite you in the ass is because, hey, it's great to see Thunder Rosa and GCW, but if you got something planned on your Wednesday show and Saturday she gets a concussion, the fuck you gonna do? You know? So I'm just saying it might bite you in the ass here or there. But regardless, so Jamie Hader wins. We get Thunder Rosa, Tay Conti, Anna Jay chasing off Britt Baker and the DMD crew. Some of my my favorite part of this though was so jamie hater wins and she's like she like rolls off of you know of uh, anna jay and she kind of looks back over her shoulder and the camera's zooming in and she it was clear like she didn't expect the camera to be zooming in so she's like and she just smiles and then she like flicks her hair and she's like you know what i mean just kind of like does something with her hands and she gets up and she like flexes and she kisses her bicep and then she's like fucking like you know what i mean like it was one of the fun she's like get the goddamn camera off me that's great <laughs> it was fun yeah it was fun to watch uh, all right, so now let's get back to what happens on the show. Oh, uh, we get the MJF Darby mm. Allen segment. And this was fun live. This was fun. I thought he would go harder in on the city, if I'm being honest. Well, so I, so my brother-in-law I went to the show with, and he only knows wrestling through me. And so leading into MJF walking down the ramp, I was like, this guy is fucking brutal. As people who listen to this podcast know, my wife, who was reading, stopped reading because she overheard what MJF said and verbally said, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. in disgust. That's the kind of MJF promo I was expecting. This was a good promo, but this was more... It was more focused. It was very focused yeah, this, on Darby. This was more Darby and me and you were going to get serious here for a second, which is great, but I was hoping for the... Kansas yeah, City. He and, went you know. with like, hey, we're the shit here. It's mm-hmm. coming to a head. And I just think you're gimmicks and I'm going to fucking show it to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, well, that was kind yeah, of the and, thing. And I liked how MJF transitioned this feud not into like this blood feud over the promos that MJF is saying. Now it comes into, I'm a better wrestler. Like, forget all the other stuff. Me and you. Man to man, I'm better than you, and you know it. But, like, I like that angle. So this is what makes me pretty sure that you were right and Darby wins this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Dar- Darby if they didn't won. go this angle, I still would have been thinking MJF. But now that it's like Darby's got to prove his wrestling prowess, he has to go over in this. Yeah, and this was cool. Unless for- they don't. Unless that's his thing. Who knows? I'm excited. We got picks here in a couple weeks, but this was very exciting to be live in person because Darby Allen was legitimately a hundred feet away from me to my left, and then they fought just like directly down below me. I was it's looking close at them. To smell them. I really thought I could. I could have smacked the paint off his face mm-hmm, if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it was on the other side of his face, but I could have if I wanted to. But this was fun. A lot of reach. action. Yeah, I got a, I got a long reach. Uh, we got to see Sting, which yep. was awesome. First time I got to see Sting in person, only for a couple Did you seconds, faint? but. No, but I go. That's Sting. <laughs> I acted like a ten-year-old. Did you like grab your brother-in-law? Yeah, by the I was like, that is so great. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's cool to see Sting. Do I you like, know I've what this means? Seen. Yeah, I was like, I've never seen Sting. This is so great. Yeah, I was like, so I happy. saw him with the police in seventy-four. <laughs> easy, 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 easy. Uh, now so he'd then, be hanging out with the police in two thousand twenty. Anyway, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Right. Let's let's get back on track here. Now we get Cody different police. Rhodes. Right. Different police. Cody Rhodes versus Andrade. This was fun. Yeah. So let's get right to the finish, though. Uh, Cody goes for a dive on Andrade. FTR comes out. Hits him with the AAA Tag Team Championships. Andrade gets the win. What does this mean? Yeah, because remember, he bought them before, right, for the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to not be with MJF anymore? Is he? Are they just still for hire, or do they just, like, fuck Cody? Like, yeah, this is, I like that they left more questions than answers. Yeah, because this is, well, and then if you go back to the Malachi Black, someone's going to betray you. I don't know if really FTR and Cody have any history. You know what I mean? Now maybe right. we, we might find out. But that was an interesting move. Yeah. To everything you said there. They are pinnacle members, but Andrade's not. They did get hired out one night, and MJF made the arrangement. So did he do it he made again? it pretty clear it was one night only. Right. And then is this an MJF saying, hey, Cody, go fuck well, yourself from but afar? MJF also has been like – you know, ostracizing members like he pissed off Wardlow the other day and pissed off Sean pitted Spears. him against Sean Spears and yeah, yeah. interesting. I I thought this was really cool. I like that Andrade get the victory because again mm-hmm. he still needs some more wins and Cody's bulletproof. He can always come back in a couple weeks yeah, time. Bulletproof and boring. Now <sighs> that might be the episode. Time. <laughs> now let me let me tell you something here. I did not have this on my wrestling bingo card. Mm-hmm. in 2021 but a stare down post match of tolly blanchard and arn anderson got me out of my seat i thought we were gonna have an yes. old man fight and i loved arn anderson getting in his old man stance ready uh-huh. for that fight and oh. all my money was on arn anderson in that moment too arn anderson looked like he was gonna kill him <laughs> On the broadcast, because I haven't seen it back yet, did uh, did you hear the "Get the Glock" chant? We, um, we started a "Get the Glock" chant. Yeah, I I will at that time. Like I I had it on, but I was also talking to oh. family at the time, so like I need to like watch that segment fully. So I I don't know if I I did not hear it, but that's not that doesn't mean that it wasn't there to be heard. Arn Anderson acknowledged it and was like, "Hey guys, like yeah. he was." Like, oh, everywhere he goes chant. now, that's the chant. Like it or not, you did this. Yep. You might as well uh, come out with a foam Glock at this point, because like, or just bring the Glock. I don't give a shit. Maybe, yeah. You know, fucking, uh, you know, the Baldwin's can do it. 
Yeah, but but Tully Blanchard and uh, Arn Anderson having that stare down just made, I got so excited. I thought we were going to get like a punching confrontation and it was going to be a pull apart. Hopefully that's what happens. Oh, but just an old man rolling running. around on the ground fight. Oh. And you know who they can get involved? And I know he got Me Too'd or whatever we're calling it, canceled. Uh, but Andrade's father-in-law is a free agent. You get Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson to cut promos. Lights go out. Lights come back on. You hear the woo. You have Ric Flair come out. I'm interested. Again, all the other stuff I understand. And look, separate the art from the artist, in my opinion. But you have three of the horsemen. They could do a horseman reunion. I mean, like. And then. Oh. That's when Charlotte appears? All right. No. (laughs) So. So when, well, yeah, maybe, but Wyndham Rotunda Uh, is a free agent. Barry Wyndham went in as that could be the switch up that we're all. (laughs) That would be so great. And then you get the if he came out as a suit wearing four horseman style, total switch up. Remember when we all thought. Uh, Brodus Clay was coming back as like a monster and he showed up as the Funkasaurus. Like, we can have that at a Wyndham Rotunda. Yep. Oh, and they just do an FU match to uh, WWE where instead of it's a McMahon in every corner, it's a horseman in every corner. Mm-hmm. And you have Arn Anderson with Cody, Ric Flair with Andrade, uh, Barry Wyndham with Wyndham Rotunda, and then you get Tully Blanchard with Sean Spears, and you have a four way match. How much fun would that be for one night? And fun. it would be a big. Fuck you to WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would be great. So, anyhow, so let's get back into it. After the commercial break, uh, we get a quick promo from John Silver. This is, again, where we're going to have a match. Adam Cole, I just saw, couldn't get up. Like they had yeah. to get everyone to help him. Yeah. Two days hey, later, he's, he's going to... I mm-hmm. guess. Tough guy. He'll get up. Now, let's get into... Some dirt the on ma- it. I mean, that's what he's going to have to do. There, some explanation is going to be having having to give uh for rampage because i just don't understand how they're going to do that so we'll see but let's get into the main event for the aw world championship eliminator tournament match orange cassidy beat up and bruised tape ribs and all taking on the new replacement miro with brian danielson on commentary what do you think of this i like this i mean this is uh an easy way to work the Miro style of match where we've talked about, right? Where somebody gets, you know, a spot where they knock Miro back a little bit and he's shaking and you get a move in or two and then you meet, you know, some body part that's three times the size of the body part that it met you on and you're just staring up at the lights, right? And Miro's howling at the fucking heavens. And another guy similar to Cody, where I think he's bulletproof, Orange Cassidy. He could lose the next seven matches in a row. You have him win three in a row, and now he's right back into being, you know, mm-hmm. title title yep. picture. So because the shtick is the same, and so like it it would stand to like you're going to lose a lot of matches, but you're yeah. going to win some based on you know just your style. If he tries, because remember right. he's going to try. Remember that mm-hmm. going into yeah, the Pac match try. at Revolution. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got to try. try. Yeah. <laughs> So we could easily do that, but so Miro wins. Uh, Brian Danielson comes to the ring. <laughs> Fucking love AEW. God, it's so the fun. best. Yeah. Uh, and and side note, uh, post match when uh, they went off air, um, Tony Khan came to the ring to thank the the fans, and Orange Cassidy was still selling, you know, mm-hmm. that he lost the match, and uh, Tony Khan was like, 
I just want to let you know that in his next match, he's gonna try. It's <laughs> <laughs> just funny. That's great. Um, but yeah, so post match uh, on TV, uh, Danielson walks to the ring, puts out his hand for Miro to shake because he's this gentleman. You know, we're gonna fight it out like real men do. And Miro said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't like you, and I'm not gonna shake your hand. Bye, bye." So, at full gear, we get Miro Brian Danielson. This is a WWE match from 2018 with a completely new twist and fun story. I'm into this. Yeah, and I think Brian Danielson will win. Obviously, we're gonna make picks, you know, when we um, mm-hmm. when we get the chance. But I think Brian Danielson wins um, because you have this storyline already going with Miro questioning God and why he's forsaken him. So he can lose several and mm-hmm. still be okay, right? And Almost, then- it helps. It helps this character to lose a couple high-profile matches, which is insane, right? Like, that's how good a booking and storyline this is that, like, you know, you need to lose a few of these. Yeah. I just – now, though, I just – hmm. I need to know the details. And, again, I'm, I'm not fact-checking here. So are we saying full gear is Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page? Yep. But then – the winner of that match will be taking on the winner of Miro versus Brian Danielson. Yes. Yep. So we're going to potentially do, and I don't want to Brian uh, Danielson t- versus hangman. Well, what do we do there? Yeah. Brian Danielson right now is not necessarily doing face things. He, people like him, but he's not saying like, I love everybody. I'm here for you. He's like, I mean, no, I'm going to choke is. this motherfucker out. Well, yeah, but he's taking on the elite. Yeah. He's getting but handshakes. I don't think they've ever shied away from the idea of like face versus face and like dream match and and that kind of thing. So I don't think oh. that'll be a problem for their bo- st- their booking storyline-wise because like this just doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out one. Hangman beats Brian Danielson. Or does he? Because then he loses he? confidence loses right again. Away. Yeah, it right away, and then that becomes the running gag. Like, uh, yeah, you won it, but you couldn't even beat the first guy. You're a loser. Yeah, you never defended it. You never, yeah, defended, never defended the championship. It. Yeah, you never successfully defended the championship. You just beat Kenny Omega on an off night. Mm-hmm. They could even work that into the match, right? Like, he stumbles and, and oops, oh, man, my knee, right? And run into a fucking Doc Gallows one time, and you roll me up. Like, you it won on a be fluke. interesting. God, I can't wait till full gear. I can't wait till Friday night. Yep. We got a lot of fun stuff on Friday night. Obviously, we still have the go home show for full gear next week. Uh, and then we got full gear in a couple weeks. I am pumped. Man. I'm super pumped. Uh, there's a lot of big dick synergy going on AEW, and I'm super excited. Yeah. Post match, I will share with you this. So, as I mentioned, Tony Khan came out after Miro gets the, the win. Brian Danielson stays uh, in the ring. The rest of the best friends come out to, you know, console. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Tony Khan talked about very candidly that this was the second hardest show he's ever had to book with the circumstances yeah, outside the ring. I bet. Obviously, he he alluded to Brody Lee being the yep. most difficult situation, but this, you know, right up there. And uh, so he got a little serious. Yeah. And it was a little mm-hmm. bit of a well, that's kind of a well, downer. And then so he gives the microphone to, to Brian Danielson. And this is then where the fun happens. Brian Danielson is like, hey, Kansas City, love to be here. You know, this is all great. This is why I'm mad I didn't go. Yeah, he's like, this is all great. Hey, but, 
you know, that guy over there, Justin Roberts, he does mm. his job really well. Get in here, oh, Justin Roberts. I was begging for this. I wanted this yeah. so bad. And uh. and Justin Roberts, credit to him. He sold this like, no, mm, I yeah, don't like, want I don't. to do this. Mm. <laughs> and so he apprehensively, you know, is playing this little cat and mouse game of trying to even just get into the ring. Tony Khan, to his credit, plays into this where he just goes, I'm not going to be involved. And he just turns his back, covers his eyes, and is like, I don't even want to know what happens here. And then we get just the toying around of Brian Danielson <laughs> with uh, just Justin Roberts. Right? Like, just, well, just friendly. Just yeah, yeah. right. And he's putting Big the tie, brother in him. Yeah, kind of putting a tie around his neck a little bit. Talked about how he got fired the last time these two guys were in the ring. And then he got him down to his knees. And then he was going to, you know, do the choke again. And as soon as you think like, oh, shit, is he really going to do it? He goes, Justin Roberts is a great ring yeah. announcer and all that. But then he goes, you know, so we all cheer. Yay. And all that. But he grabbed the microphone one last time. He goes, but if you ever call me Daniel Bryan, I will choke your ass out. <laughs> nice. was pretty funny. And that I was like a that. night. So, yeah, it was a really good time. Uh, as always, I will sing the praises of AEW while it's doing this kind of business. And if you get a chance, if it comes to your hometown, or even the vicinity where you can drive there, definitely do it. It is so much fun. It flew by. It was so much fun. My brother-in-law, who is, again, the litmus test for the casual wrestling fan, was like, this is the best show I've been to. He's been to Raw. He's been to SmackDown. Never been to AEW show. Loved it. He actually said it was really really cool of him because he didn't want to be like, I'm interested, you know, but he said, hey, so, like, that full gear, you know, if you wanted to come over, like, you could you could watch it over here. If you want to be like, friends, we well, no, it was just like the I want to watch it. Like, I don't. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. I'm not gonna watch it yeah. by myself, right? And yeah. so, uh, it was really cool. He's he was interested hey, into it. He's not like hosting it. the fucking podcast, right? Right, exactly. Better fucking promise, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as Tom will sing the praises always of AW Dynamite, I will sing the praises always of the Table Nation out there. The hashtag Tweet the Table Nation, if you will. Use that hashtag Tweet the Table. Talk to us. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. You can email us, tableshow at gmail.com, and go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net for all the other links. But we're going to get the fuck out of here. The Spanish Announce Table.